0: But it was destined to be sold off by the Christchurch City Council, but a last minute change of heart means the heritage listed Rolleston House is to be converted into a community arts venue. It's getting a new name too, Toi Aoha. When the council considered getting rid of the more than 100 year old building, local artists lobbied to keep it. They worked with the council's principal arts advisor, Kerry Jardin, who heads the city's ambitious arts strategy, Toi Otautahi working on building Wollaston House started back in the late 1890s and for most of its life it was used as a hostel. But Curry says the building has been empty since the Youth Hostel Association closed its doors in 2019 and was due to be sold off as part of the City Council's long term plan.
1: You know we're keenly aware that post quake there's still a, a pretty big issue for the city uh, in supply of affordable studio uh, and art making spaces so um, from there, there were a number of artists made submissions and art organisations um, to council to um, seeking retention of the building. There were, there were also some heritage inter, uh, interested parties that, that made similar deputations to council. With um, some support from MCH, um, Ministry for Culture and Heritage, we've been able to sort of under, underpin costs for a short period of time. Um, and that made made the business case, uh, I guess, palatable to council.
0: What state is it in inside? What sort of work is going to be required to make it a community arts venue, the kind that you really want to provide?
1: Not a lot, which is great. It's not in pristine condition, and that's that's kind of good from our point of view. It means that it's, you know, we're feeling a lot less nervous about having paint. <laughs> Uh, splashes up walls and whatever else might happen um, you know there are items inside the uh, parts of the interior of of the building that are heritage and then there are other parts that are not we will look to renovate enough so that we can create um, more open spaces um, gathering spaces um, there's a obviously a sizable kitchen and we want to um, create a, enough space for a very long table um, so that we can start you know bringing people together um, and enabling uh, that sort of connection between artists. And, you know, that was absent post quake. And, and I think the desire for that has kind of been building through COVID that, that ability to come together. Uh, kanohi,
0: so we're looking at kind of studios, workshops, we're looking at office space. I mean, it's, it, it's a big building, mm-hmm. it's going to be every nook and cranny it sounds like is going to be used. The
1: upstairs, we've got 10 um, rooms uh, of varying sizes, uh, sort of roughly from about 10 square metres up to 20 square metres. Um, so they're not, they're not massive, but they uh, could accommodate uh, painters, writers, um, composers, digital artists. So, so there's a variety of those sorts of spaces uh, that can be used for um, bookable spaces as well. We'll, we'll set aside um, two larger studios to accommodate artists and residents or temporary use. And then downstairs we've got um, what would have been uh, management accommodation and that, that we're going to use as a shared office space and hot desking uh, for arts organisations for ourselves from time to time. And then there's a large workshop area that would have been the dining space, I guess, for the hostel. Um, so there's a variety of spaces um, to use and um, we think we can make it a great place to want to be.
0: A bit of work to do, of course, and I think you're going to have an expression of interest uh, to hear from artists who'd like to come and be part of it. when you do that, you know, when you're starting to think about the mix of people coming in, what will you be looking for?
1: I I guess where we've started from in terms of the UI is going back to our art strategy and what was it that we were hoping to achieve. And, you know, we really wanted a city that could support and was supportive um, and enabling of of the creative sector where people could come together to be creative. We want to retain people here. We want to keep those graduates (laughs) in the city a little bit longer. Um, So we will probably have a focus on artists who um, are setting out to commit themselves to, to a career in the arts, um, knowing that that is complicated and, and you know, as always needing to be supplemented by, by work that won't exclude people who've got day jobs and, and need place and space to work as well. Um, so we'll we just be seeking to understand what it is people want to, to achieve in the space, uh, what their need is. Um, and then demand, I guess, will determine <laughs> um, how how we allocate those those spaces and what the duration looks like. Um, you know, we're keenly aware that if we um, make a studio space available to someone permanently, that that closes the door on you know, Others having an opportunity to grow and, and develop and, and connect in a space like that. Um, so we'll be mindful of the, the the duration, and it won't be they won't be permanent leases there uh, at all.
0: How, do you have any idea of of how many you'll be able to accommodate? As we said before, it's a big space. There's lots of rooms. It's yeah. been a hostel, um, and and you want this interaction of ideas uh, between the creators and the artists and the NGOs and things. How many people could you fit in there comfortably? <laughs> Well, depending on how they're working, you could uh, potentially
1: get two, two artists in, in each of the studio spaces. Um, so, you know, we could end up with uh, anywhere up to 20 people uh, working from the space, um, be they uh, independent artists or, or those who are working with trusts and um, organisations delivering art programmes across the city.
0: The art strategy, to, or he that you are overseeing, Kiri, is... is very ambitious I mean I remember after the earthquake just how quickly arts organizations got involved you know filling the gaps um, the dancer match, you know these amazing projects where the arts community and many of them as you say had lost their spaces were trying to lift spirits you know and and to be visible and to take some of the pain out of what had been stolen from the city that's yeah. really changed things do you think for Christchurch?
1: I think so. I think um, you know, post post quake, we we did have artists and creatives um, really bringing people together, enlivening the spaces that we could get into, and the arts have been a source of re- you know recovery and of of rebuilding, and probably giving expression to some of the grief. Um, and that's post quake, but also um, post March fifteen as well. You know, this the city has has had its. Um, share of of challenges and the arts sector has certainly kind of pulled people together. I think as a country we've probably experienced that um, through COVID, um, and the the role the creative sector can play in in kind of entertaining and supporting us when we're feeling a bit isolated or alone or down. So really important, and, and we we knew that was important through the strategy. We actually took a frightening length of time for some to to develop it. We we took a couple of years from. The setting out to engage and consult and, and develop the, the draft. And so we launched it late 2019, you know, and we it is a partnered strategy. So we, we're working with um, the likes of Creative New Zealand and, and RADA Foundation with uh, the Ministry of, for Culture and Heritage coming in later in the piece, you know, with everyone getting behind this ambition for the city and understanding the, the potential for, well-being and the environment and the economy that the arts and and being engaged in creativity can can do for the city, can do for the community.
0: Some great initiatives too. I note that you've got incubators for screen and music and I think you've got filming has started on Paul Cleves, the cleaner um, being filmed for, I think, TV in Christchurch. But, you know, for for screen and music, these these incubators that you've started up matching locals and mentors, what are you seeing come from that?
1: So, um, particularly with the the screen, where that, that was the, the first incubator of the of came off the rink, if you will, um, we called for for expressions of interest with people writers. We wanted people who had an ambition to to be active and working in that sector. We're also um, really focused on projects that um, could happen here in Otago or Canterbury more more widely, um, and we matched projects with um, mentors and we went nationally looking for our mentors looking for those that might have had a connection to the city but if not those that um, could really enhance and support the project that was being undertaken so um, we've got eight projects underway and some great mentors supporting those filmmakers um, to date we've had one project submitted to uh, Sundance we've uh, as a a project for development and we've got two scripts in front of uh producers at the moment just having a look they they might not evolve into anything but it's a massive progression for for people that had been writing short stories or playing with making videos during lockdown (laughs) so um you know some great advances for those individual filmmakers um but also lots of learning for for us and Um, With the music, similar sort of process, matching people working in the sector, the producers uh, and talented musicians and uh, writers working to develop independent musicians or bands to to wherever they needed the the support, so pitching in where they needed it. Yeah, Uh, the incubators have been really interesting and and they'll be iterative as we, we go over the next two or three years.
0: So ongoing. Any other incubators you've got in mind?
1: Yeah, we're just starting one which we've called the feedback loop and the idea behind this is to record uh, performance artists either either, uh, theatre practitioners or poets and then to share that that recording with their mentors and develop that work so they're getting to see themselves perform I guess and that's again aligning the performance artist with a mentor that will bring out the best or support that that performance. Um, but we've got, we've got a range of other projects. We're, we're, we're also um, running uh, masterclasses and uh, workshops, so collaborating with the physics room um, on exciting stuff like taxation and marketing and contracts, all the stuff that you actually need to. It's good to have a helping hand with, um, you know, most uh, independent artists are also self-traders and having to run their own business. So having, having some connections, having some answers to those questions around how to manage your your business, uh, really important stuff. Um, And we're supporting community residencies, so artists working in the community. Artist Josiah Morgan actually was working with the uh, former THB and working from the Nurses Chapel um, and recording stories and poetry and and so on. So um, it's those sorts of initiatives you know, being able to support artists to work in, in the community and make those connections and making those those connections I think is really important for the, for, for individuals and um, also can uplift.
0: Kerry Jardin, Principal Arts Advisor for the Christchurch City Council.